This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk for more information. Welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. Bristol City can't get any closer to a deserved three points than they did at Preston yesterday. We have to focus on the positives, though. We are much improved. We look dangerous. Yes, we still need to sew up a few, several loose ends. Um, and with a challenging season for the youngsters that they've had, they will have learnt so much. My regular show co-host said a few years ago, I just want to see some entertaining football and some decent goals. If we lose or draw trying, that's fine by me. And Matt's with me. He's at the services. He's still on his way back after uh, a long drive. Must be a very long drive, actually. But no, he's uh, he stopped, <laughs> stopped, stopped at friends last night up north. Um, but yep. Matt, what do you think about that sort of opening gambit and what Rich said there? Um, I, I get the sentiment. I mean, I don't think no matter if you're, you're playing every week and you're in the bar 10 times and the keeper's pulling off blinders, if you're losing games every week, then eventually yeah, that will tell. So, But I get the sentiment and there's no two ways about it. The football... I've seen, especially in the last two games, that the Luton game, I didn't leave disappointed at all because I was I was really buoyed by the performance. Yesterday was slightly different, different because of the manner of the, the concession of the, the sort of equalising goal. So I was gutted by that because um, I genuinely thought we were going to get the three points. But in terms of the performance, in terms of the youngsters, the pattern of play, you are now starting to see something. So you, you, you do start to feel that um, you know the, the the sort of the, the seeds are starting to grow, and we're, we're seeing a change in mindset and in performance. So yeah, you can't you can't really question effort at all the last two games. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, and I think Rich Rich was sort of saying that sort of towards the end of the Lee Johnson era, um, where we it was either nil nil or we were scraping a, yeah. a one nil win, but it wasn't entertaining. We were just going for <laughs> going for the points. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you've only got to look at. Um, West Brom and I know they've started to lose games now but even when, when they were winning games we, we were in that, that that boozer before the Baggies game and they were saying how yeah they were I think they were second or top at the time but the, the football they were watching was absolutely dire and they weren't enjoying it so there is that balance between you know winning games um, but winning games the, the right way to entertain fans and fundamentally that's what it is isn't it it's about entertaining your fans so yeah Absolutely. Lee's three words were Preston pinch points. And I think uh, justifiably, uh, those three words were absolutely spot on. And we'll come on to that heartbreak um, a bit later on in the minutes. We've got a guest with us, Matt. Um, Gary Hours was up commentating for Radio Bristol. Gary, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Your sort of headline thoughts on the game yesterday. Excellent performance. I think as good as I've seen for months and, and watching a team that is improving, watching young players that are developing, you know, recent performance, talking about entertainment, thinking about the second half against Millwall at home, second half against Cardiff City, the performance at Luton where they got nothing, and yesterday where they only got a point, and actually they deserved three. Yeah. Um, free flow and attacking football, flooding the box when the ball's in wide areas, people running ahead of the ball, shots, crosses, um, and exciting times. Lots to look forward to, I think, for the rest of the season. 
Gary, when you were at Ashton Gate, um, I, I don't know whether it, whether it was when you were there or just after, but there was a, 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 a psychotherapist called Brian Jones. Um, now, looking at the stats, um, Bristol City played 29 points, 34 points dropped from winning positions, 23. Now, that's got to be one of the highest in the football league. Is there anything in the mindset mentality that needs looking at or is it just inexperience? I think early in the season, you can point at inexperienced game management. Um, last season, City were dreadful, had a dreadful record defending set players. It was painful watching. Um, this season, it's been a mixture of, of set players, if you like, and conceding late goals. Now, it's, it's cost them dearly. I think of the games early in the season, Blackpool, even the cup game at Forest Green. Um, goals either side of... of just before half time in one particular game. And again, yes, it were different circumstances. You know, the, the game should have been put to bed. I listened to Nigel Pearson at the end of the game. And everyone's focusing on what Cam Pring done. But just a minute earlier, City had a 2v2, Andreas Weiman, Chris Martin. And again, that was another opportunity to run the ball in the corner or, or run the clock down. And um, they never took it. But I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about the closing stages. But yeah, mindset earlier in the season um, with young players, but them young players are getting more experienced now. And I, and I just think it's when them big moments come in the game, it's it's learning to cope with them. And, and City really got punished, you know, the last kick of the game yesterday for a game that, that they should have been getting on the bus and coming home with three points with. Absolutely. A uh, bit of admin before we kick off. Um, I've been overwhelmed by the response to the most recent episode of Robins Reunited getting together with Wayne Allison and Junior Bent this week uh, was an absolute pleasure and both were on very good form. So uh, Gary's obviously been on uh, Robins Reunited with Rob Edwards. And um, yeah, Gary, just quickly, your your memories of, of probably Junior Bent more so than Wayne Allison. No, both. I mean, I, I played against them both from re- a young age, 16, 17, and the youth teams, I think, were both at Halifax. Ah, okay. And obviously... Became teammates, both very different characters. It's Dr. Wayne Allison now, I, I, I presume. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. We introduced him as Dr. Him now and again on the circuit. And, um, you know, just a, a, a lovely, cheeky, happy gentleman, <laughs> very well educated. And, and Junior was just the nicest, one of the nicest lads I ever met in football, I have to say. I used to hate playing against him. Um you know, he's, he's obviously very, very quick. We always used to have a bit of banter with him. We always used to say that he'd beat three people and, and cross it out the ground and <laughs> never really took it to heart. And he gave us plenty back, I can tell you. But yeah, two two excellent servants of the club and, and two lovely lads as well and good players. Matt, you've listened to it on your way up to Preston, I think. Um, it was good value, wasn't it? Oh, brilliant. Um, I think Gary sort of said it there, but it really comes across what what two really nice guys they are and I don't mean especially Wayne Allison but Wayne Allison just was so funny and there was one bit where you were talking about the Anglo-Italian game and you couldn't kind of neither sort of Junior or Wayne um, could really recall exactly where it was finally agreed where it was and you said right I'll re-record it and you then sort of mentioned that you oh you played it Regina and then uh, Wayne says oh it was Pisa wasn't it to, <laughs> to, to stitch you up but yeah I mean brilliant yeah. and two great it, players I'm pleased it um, was Pisa he was like the leaning tower of Pisa he passed him <laughs> on the ball was six inches either side he used to look at you wouldn't move and I used to go 
well, move your feet. He says, but you didn't pass it to my feet. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. That's but like playing five-a-side. That's like playing five-a-side with Joe Bernal. He won't move either. But there we go. Well, no, if you haven't checked that out, please do. Please do check it out. Yeah. Um, okay, on to the lineup for yesterday. Uh, we went Max O'Leary, Callas, Closer, Pring, Jada Silva, Masengo, Scott, Calamo, Dida, and then Vyman, and then Martin and Semenyo up top. Matt, Closer coming in. Um, we were unsure whether he would come straight in because of his uh, sort of match fitness, physical fitness, etc. But um, he came in, and obviously we'll come on to the performance and the ratings later, but uh, really good performance. Yeah, but both from a, a, a footballing ability point of view, able to sort of pass the ball, short, long. But what impressed me the most, the, the, the very first Preston attack, he was the one saying, on my line, talking to Max O'Leary, talking to all the defenders around him, he was organising it. And the, he must have spoke to Max O'Leary throughout that game dozens of times, telling him to sort of calm things down, telling him not to necessarily go so short at times. And I took a real interest in, in watching him. And yeah, I was I was really, really impressed with his, his leadership. And then you take on to the football side of things. He, if he can stay fit, he will be a very valuable addition to the side this season. Yeah, very yeah. impressed. We can say that about a fair few players, if they can stay fit. That is yeah, absolutely. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we'll come on to Gary's thoughts on close as well as we go through the game. So into the minutes then. Uh, the first note I've got is the goal. City go 1-0 up on the 12th minute. City come forward. Semenyo squares to Vyman, who threads Martin in beautifully in an advanced position. And Martin finishes really well. It goes through the defender's legs, across the keeper, and in at the far post. Uh, Gary, a, a great striker's finish there. Very good goal. Very good team goal, actually. Great to see all the strikers involved in the in the build-up. That's been a feature, you know, more combinations in, in City's play recently. Uh, Semenyo started it. He just found Vyman. Chris Martin made a very clever diagonal run, but he's running away from the goal, actually, towards the corner of the six-yard box and just managed to um, obviously turn quickly and, and shoot across the goalkeeper. He made it look very easily. And yeah. Added to his two finishes against Cardiff, um, you're looking at a striker who's in form at the moment. Yeah, Matt, I, I um, will happily say that I was questioning whether he may be rested uh, yesterday after, you know, the fact that he was rested about three or four games ago and then had that great performance and the fact we played on Saturday, Tuesday. But uh, yeah, he certainly stuck it away and uh, gave me the finger, didn't he? <laughs> it was it, it was actually a better it was a better finish than it looked for, sort of first time of watching. I mean, it looked a really good team goal, as, as Gary said. But when you watch it back, his first touch to then enable him to be able to reverse it like he did, um, and early as well, completely foxed the keeper. So now it was it was class. And I think the thing with Chrissy Martin, he, he works his socks off, but there's no doubt towards the last sort of 15, 20 minutes, he tires. And that's when we need a, a kind of replacement for him because as the game sort of got stretched near the end and it was very, very open as a game, which made it actually really enjoyable, but he started to lose his touch a little bit and the ball went away. And, you know, Gary alluded to the the bit before with with Andy Vyman and, and him. Um, you know, that that's the thing with Chris. I think he gets tired towards the end of games. But, you know, I think um, I'm just watching a car, sorry, just turn out of Michael Wood services through the no entry to go back onto the motorway. Oh, God. Dear, oh, dear. Give him, give him a beep. 
yeah, they've gone past me, but I think someone's now telling them idiots. Um, yeah, sorry, but yeah, I, I, I really like Chris Martin. I think his his work rate yesterday was excellent, um, and I think that three is really starting to to work as a, a threesome, a partnership. So yeah, it's good good to see. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, into the 16th minute, Vyman forward and has the chance to pick out Odaida on the left, but opts to take it on. There was a bit of a break there, a bit of a situation where, where Vyman sort of got the ball stuck under his feet. And if he could just have set Callum Odaida away, um, then, you know, he could have been through on goal. But uh, decision-making was a, a sort of a thread throughout the game, Gary, but I don't know if you can remember that specific incident. And was that the one where Odaida ended up 1v1? Well, he didn't. He didn't actually get it to to Ododa in the end. It, it no, was no. he was sort of tackled, but it was just an op- an opportunity where you're saying pass, pass, and he yeah. But I mean, they got they got into some great positions in the first half. Ododa got into the box one v one, cut inside onto his right foot rather than going on the outside. In the second half, Weinman got behind the defence, couldn't pick out Chris Martin. Ododa got you know behind the defence, couldn't pick out the right pass, and then. Um, the, the trouble was that, that was wave after wave of attack and yeah. Uh, yeah. it was just the, the final ball again. Although I'm sure he'll come on to it. So he did have golden opportunity in the first mm. half. Didn't it? Um, 18th minute, it was great trickery on the right. Cuts into in onto his left and the defender clears. Um, and then Semenyo uh, volley just goes just over so that was um i think that was trickery from alex scott i didn't have a note of who that was but i'm pretty sure it was alex scott and he was he was great matt wasn't he he it was really all the tricks were out and another great performance from him yeah um i like i like matty james i I like andy king although i think andy king's legs have gone a little bit but i think what you get with alex scott and and hannah masengo um is is energy both are you know, they've got quality on the ball. But yesterday, some of their movement and the way that they held sort of players off, the, the way that they made a body move that then allowed them the space to make the pass, um, I thought they were absolutely superb. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go early with it. Hannah Masenga, for me, was head and shoulders the best player on that pitch yesterday. Um, and I've read probably getting close to 50 or 60 tweets from, from Preston fans talking about um, Aaron Brown, their captain, who's very, very highly rated in their team and in the division. And the fact that the closest he got to Hanno was a handshake at the end of the game (laughs) and that he's the best player they've seen at Deepdale this season. Um, I thought he was absolutely superb. And when you've got that energy in the middle, there's no doubt in my mind that that has been a huge reason why the Luton game and this game, we've seen some really good attacking play um, and quality quality balls coming in. Um, and yeah, you, you're pointing about Scott. I mean, he, you just got to hope you hold on to them because mm. you can see those two are going to develop into to really, really top draw players. I didn't realise Aaron Brown was still playing. Um, 20... Uh, it's Ali Brown, I think, <laughs> Alan, isn't it? So, Alan, so, Brown. So Alan Brown. Alan Brown, yeah. 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 No, no, I'm seeing you uh, put in your plonker. Um, Thank you. 20 minutes gone. Some great skill on show from Scott and De Silva. The retention and forward play is excellent. So it's just a, a statement rather than anything happening there. Uh, 25th minute, Callas briefly is on the right yeah. wing-back role, whips in a great cross, and Semenyo just can't get on the end of it. But the fact that Closer was in there, uh, Gary, uh, it, it sort of gave Callas a bit of a licence to explore down the right, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, he can come out 
as a one of the central defenders on the side, um, I thought close performed ad- admirably. Um, looked composed on the ball, right footed, left footed, done well in the air, and, and got distance on his headers. That particular move, Callas went storming forward. You know, um, little bit of combination play with De Silva, who played him in behind the fullback, and what a cross on the yeah. run right behind the centre-halves, crying out for someone just to, you know, get that touch that would divert it past the goalkeeper. And unfortunately, it was just one of them crosses that you think is too good and it evaded everybody. Yeah. 25th minute, great trickery from Scott, wide left, uh, step over after step over and the cross to Callum O'Dowder, who doesn't connect well enough with with the ball and the defender actually blocks his shot, but uh, another opportunity created. 30th minute, Semenyo to Scott, who dances through, and it's just evade and it's just evaded at the last defender, followed by great strength from Callas at the back, shouldering the attacker off the ball. Matt, this is the 30th minute. We're still coming forward, but we're also dealing with any threat at the back. We kept saying that we couldn't see we, we knew Ryan Lowe would change it because Preston were offering very little other than um, Archer, I think Cameron Archer, the, the lad they've got on loan from Villa, who was a constant threat um, with his pace. But we dealt with it, um, and yeah, we, it, it you know it was it was attack after attack. I think I, the, the bit for me um, and Gary said what a brilliant cross it was from Callas. That was probably the best cross that we hit all game, and it came from our centre half. And yet, the likes of, in particular, Callum O'Dowda had an awful lot of ball with time and space to, to pick the right cross and it just didn't come. So that's probably the only disappointment. But yeah, it was it was wave after wave, but we kept saying, when you're this on top, you have to get a second, a third, put the game to bed. Especially at Deepdale, you know what's then going to come. And we knew that, that Preston would certainly come out and perform better than they did in that first 30 minutes. Yeah. 33rd minute, it's Vyman uh, into Martin, and Martin plays a lovely ball with the outside of his right foot to Callum O'Dowda, who cuts inside on his right foot, and it's a disappointing shot. Callum definitely needs to do better there, and I was a bit surprised, Gary, that he came in onto his right foot. Yeah, that was the one I was talking about. I think, you know, he's 1v1, he can't go on the outside, and you want to see him go on his strong side and just try and fire that ball across the goalkeeper. He, he cuts in onto his right foot, and then... Um, Preston escape, but you know, just to, to back Matt's point up, City were absolutely dominating the game going forward. But what impressed me out of possession, it's it's the first time in a long while I've I've seen them where you can recognise that they are pressing a high press and it's done in an organised manner. Vyman is key to that because he, he's the one often that has to, you know, be the one that presses from 30 or 40 yards, but he's got the energy to do it. Masengo and Scott were running the show and City were just outrunning Preston's midfield. Uh, Ledson and, and uh, Whiteman and Brown just were anonymous. Yeah. 38th minute, Semenyo drives into the box, gets the byline and Vyman <laughs> has mm. to just guide it into the net, but he sort of connects with his heel and it goes across the goal and wide. Um, Matt, it's a difficult one to take that one it, but but focus on the positives Semenyo driving past that defender was was frightening wasn't it it was for terrific setup yeah for yeah I mean if, if if anyone hasn't seen it he kind of picks the ball up um Back on the edge goal. of the six yard box yeah and he then 
sort of turns a defender right on the, the, the touchline within that sort of six-yard area, drives forward and picks out the absolute perfect pass for, for Andy Vyman, who's pulled off lovely. Literally anything that he connects with is in step and sort of a straight shot is a goal. Whether he's trying to be, I don't, I don't know that he was trying to be too cute, whether he's just trying to hit it back from where it's come from, because that's the keeper's side and the keeper's then running across. I don't know, but, um, you know, I've seen a, a post on Instagram um, after the game from Andy Vyman where he's kind of very apologetic, holding his hands up, saying, you know, absolutely, I should have put it to bed. He knows that, you know, he, obviously he's not doing it deliberate, but yeah, what, a, what an absolute sitter of an opportunity. It happens to everyone, and you though, to fall to any, You wouldn't want it to fall to anyone else, though. That's the thing, the form he's been on. But yeah, of course it does, yeah. Yeah, it's one of them key moments, isn't it? They're on top, yeah. Um, you know, and we're just getting ready to, to, to call goal. And he just doesn't get the connection right. And you know, he's been absolutely brilliant. What an example to the young players. You know, we're all talking about the young players, how much they might be worth. You've got to look at, at Andres Feynman this season and, and recognise what an unbelievable contribution he's made for the team. Yeah. Was that 14 goals, I think, now this for this season? His best yeah. return. Um, 14 goals, five assists, I think. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So, yeah, these mistakes happen. Um, on to the next one. Um 42nd minute, I've got closer, looking very assured at the back, good passing, positioning, his experience is showing, his, his sort of organisation um, was uh, was really good and great great to see. Uh, we, we've sort of touched on that already. Um, 43rd minute, Alex Scott takes the ball down with the outside of his right foot and then lashes a shot with his left foot and goes wide. Uh, we've we've waxed lyrical, Matt, about Alex Scott on the podcast pretty much all season since that very first appearance against Aston Villa. Um, but both-footed and yeah, run out of words really. Yeah, and and he's got that he's got that little bit of physicality about him. He's he needs to be careful. Um, he's he's very clever in the way that he gets free kicks as well. I mean, I think a lot of people have sort of said he he seems to to buy free kicks in the way that, that Grealish does, but. What I like about Alex is he, he feels the touch and he makes sure that he kind of grabs the ball as well. So invariably the ref does then see that as a foul, but he's a quality player. And, and the bit I love most about him, and I'm sure Gary would appreciate it as being a, you know, an ex-manager, listening to his interview where he says he just wants to play. And if the gaffer tells him to play right wing back, he'll play there and he'll give his best. And if he tells him to play midfield, he'll play there. If he tells him to play as a 10, he'll play there. You know, as a manager, Gary, that must be what you want when you've got players who want to do that. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, going forward, you, you want to see him establish himself in his favourite position, I would say. It's, it's very easy yeah. to say that when you're 18 or 19. Um, but, you know, you, you sort of jack of all trades and master of none. He's, he's an unbelievable talent and he will be a master of something in the future. I'm sure, yeah. you know, thinking about if Lloyd Kelly went for whatever he went, 15, 17 million pounds to Bournemouth, how much is Alex Scott worth? But he's really impressed me with his work off the ball. I think everyone looks at him as a creative player, but his physicality, how he competes, um, he, he adapts. And I thought the key yesterday was actually, there was a spell when Weinman went a right wing back. And I don't think it, it was probably the least ineffective spell for City. And the minute that they put, um, Alex Scott back in that position and then, you know, they went on and, and, and sort of went on to take the lead and, and should have won. Yep, spawn. 
45th minute, again, Alex Scott's involved. There's an interception this time. He gives it to Chris Martin. And just, again, he takes too long to spot the run of Weiman and, and gets dispossessed. So it's that quick, quick-fire decision-making that was starting to creep in a little bit, Matt. Yeah, and it, and it's easy from the stands, but it, it seems such an obvious pass. And Chrissy Martin just didn't seem to lift his head up. And, and Weiman had the whole right-hand side of the pitch to run into, it seemed. Um, so yeah, and that again, you know, it was, it was little moments like that that we created the opportunities, and it was just that final ball, that final pass that that would have really opened it up. But so different to what we've seen for probably all of last season, and and a fair chunk of the start of this season, it was you know, it was enjoyable to see that we were creating that, that space, that opportunity. Yeah, halftime summary from Rob was superb half from us, really high octane, but significantly more composed and purposeful in possession with some great pass and move football. Defence looks far more assured, assured with the presence of closer. The only blot on the half, it's still only 1-0. Huge miss by Vyman and a further half chance is not taken when realistically we could be out of sight by now. We've said that before. The fact were, <laughs> the facts were not, not means it's huge fingers crossed that it doesn't come back to bite us on the proverbial. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much uh, how we would sum up that first half into the second half, 50th minute, good running from Calamo Dauda, who opts to cross where he could have shot confidence question mark. And it was offside anyway. Uh, Matt, that was another opportunity for Callum. Does he just need an injection of confidence? He's getting picked every week. Does he just need someone to say, come on, you're doing the right things. It would, a, a goal could make all the difference. Um, yeah, possibly. I mean, again, we, we've been big fans of Callum's. Um, Callum doesn't start for me next week. Um, it, it was a poor performance yesterday. Um, and you've got to be picking players on merit. Um, and I'd like to think that he would get confidence from the fact that the manager is picking him, um, but he, he just isn't doing what he needs to be doing. Um, as I say, he gets a fair chunk of ball. That one I didn't think was offside from my angle yesterday. And it was, a, I don't know who played the ball into him. It was like a little lofted pass, whether it was Cam um, that played it in. And, and it, it, it wasn't the worst cross in the world. I think it then went out to, to Vyman. But he's clearly lacking confidence. You know, we talked about that opportunity in the first half. You want Callum to be driving and you want him to take players out on the outside. You know, he has got pace, but he's just not doing that. And, and he's opting... For, for possibly a safer option. But, you know, I don't think I've seen Callum score many with his right, if at all. So you then kind of question why he, why he does that. So for me, I think he, he needs to be taken out of it and um, and rested next week because, yeah, he's, he's not he's not putting in the performance that the rest of his team are doing. Um, who comes in, Matt, for, for Callum in that, for, in I, that sort of formation? Dependent on whether Rob Atkinson's fit. If Rob's fit, then I bring Rob in for for Cam and move Cam forward. Um, or if not, potentially you look you look to put Cam forward. Or sorry, Cam plays where he is and Jada Silva goes that side. Mm. But you know, I don't I don't think you can just play a player because we haven't necessarily then got another option. Yeah. He's also got to be putting in a performance, and and he just hasn't. You know, the last two games and even beyond that, he, he's just not putting in a performance. That warrants a start. Gary, do you sort of back up what's being said there? Um, I thought he was doing very well before his most recent injury. Uh, very consistent. He's got ability, no doubt about it. I think he'll keep his place in the team, actually. 
you know, you, you look at the situation with the centre-halves. Um, if Atkinson's not fit, would you play Robbie Cundy to play Jada Silva? And then, you know, you're going to sacrifice Alex Scott to play a right wing back rather than midfield. So there's a lot to go on. And, and I think Nigel Pearson will be quite pleased with the way the team are playing. Um, and I think he'll stick with them. Yeah. Okay. 51st minute. It's a shot from distance that goes through closer and Pring, but it's well saved. But the save falls to Emil Reese, who scores, and it's one-one. And that that was the that was the the moment we feared. Gary was the was the equaliser. The fact that we hadn't taken those chances in the first half. In terms of Max O'Leary, great save. Um, could he have pushed it anywhere, or was it really just a, a save and unlucky that it fell to Emil Reese and who he scores? I think, yeah, I mean, you have to point out as well at this stage, I think Preston made two subs at half time, had improved yeah. a bit. The goal when it came, um, the shot on the edge of the box come from, from Archer, did you say? I think it was. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. And plenty of defenders around him could have, could anyone have got to the ball quicker to block the shot? It's on target, it's hit with power. And I think if you ask, Max, and he was honest, he would say that, obviously, the preferred option would have been to, to try and parry it away from the on-rushing uh, forward. He looked frustrated because, obviously, if, if that ball does come back off him, then you're hoping that one of your defenders is first to react. They weren't. And City got punished. Yeah, absolute punishment, Matt, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, from it was obviously at the far end. Um, it was a a really good strike from Archer and he'd had one just before that that had gone over the top. Um, but I think, as Gary said, I think Max would be disappointed he didn't push it wide or, or round the post. But to the same extent, I don't think the defenders were aware of of um, the, the, the man who, who sort of followed it in. But that's that's quite the norm, it seems, isn't it? It's the attacker who's on the move in and, put, you know, you get punished from that. But, you know, they had started the second half much better and were at that stage were on top um, with Archer making the runs that he was making. So you just kind of felt then, oh, you know, here we go again, another deep down performance. But I think that's where you're seeing a difference in this side now. They, they didn't let it really rock them um, and then look to take the game to Preston again. So, but yeah, it was a disappointing goal to concede. You have to also say that for Max, that's probably the the second or even the first proper save he had to make in the game. You know, players get chance to feel the ball more, have have shots, yeah. have have sighters. You know, with a keeper, sometimes that's just your first chance of of actually being involved in the game, and you have to make it right. Yeah, absolutely. My only thing is, and I think I've said this before, I I feel. The difference between obviously there's a clear difference between Max and Dan Bentley from a distribution point of view. Um, Max is very much front foot, either with very quick throws and, and accurate throws, which I don't necessarily think Dan Bentley does a lot of the time, and the way that he passes is out it out. But fundamentally, you're in there to start the ball going in the back of the net. Um, and for me, Dan Bentley makes saves that save you points because you just don't think he can make that save. I'm not seeing that from Max at the moment. And I would have recalled Dan Bentley yesterday and I would recall Dan Bentley now for the Blackpool game. Um, and that might sound harsh on Max, but I just feel that there were a couple of times yesterday when the ball came in the box. He did get hands to it, but it, I didn't feel comfortable. 
um, as a, a fan watching it. And I don't think Dan Bentley necessarily did too much wrong when he was dropped, although we were conceding a lot of goals. That hasn't really changed with Max going in there. But it's that balance because of what he gives you from a distribution and getting you on the front foot. So I'm, I'm a, a real quandary with it, but it's probably 55-45 that I would be recalling Bentley for the Blackpool game. Okay, cool. Into the 53rd minute, Semenyo causing problems, bursts into the box, and there's a coming together, but no penalty, and it goes out for a corner. Uh, Gary, how did you call that in commentary? Did you think it was a penalty and then seeing it after? Uh, which, there was a couple. So is this the one he, he, he may have went down um, and it wasn't a penalty? Yeah, it, it was. It was the first one. So was about, they the first of, one wasn't a penalty. If, if you know, if we get yeah. on the later, the second one for me, I thought all day long was a penalty. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll get onto that one. But yeah, that one was more of a coming together, really, wasn't it? In the box and yeah, one v one, and you just you know get one v one. I don't really actually recall that. That's fine. That incident too much. I think I think that's the one where when you watch it back. Antoine seems to to put his leg out to get the challenge. No, that's a se- that's the second one. That's a oh, was it? All right. I, yeah, I yeah. And, and the second I think, one was the one. I don't on the think side, he just put yeah. his leg out. Yeah, so, I, think so that's, that's, I think he's running. Yeah. That's the seventy sixth minute. We'll come to that one in a minute. Yeah. But yeah, this right, first okay. one definitely wasn't a penalty for me. Um, oh, this is the one on the left hand side of the goal, isn't it? Nearer the touchline. Yes. And yes. Uh, yeah, the the ginger defender sort of slides in, and yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't think it was a pen that one. Okay, from from that we get um, a corner and a subsequent corner again. Um, now that we've got closer in the team, hopefully for the rest of the season, fitness allowing, um, and we've got players like Cam Pring, who's got a jump on him, Kalas, who's got a jump on him. Is it a priority map for to, for City to get more dangerous at set pieces, in particular corners? Because I don't think we've scored from one this season. Yeah, there was an interesting somewhere. Yeah, we, I think we did, didn't we? Yeah, but um, I mean, the one the one that Jada Silva took at Luton in the first couple of minutes the other night was whipped in under the bar, really difficult to defend against from both a keeper and a, a defender point of view. I think with, with Alex, Alex tends to hit more of a, a kind of lofted, curling, trying to find a man as opposed to, um, you know, they're, they're slightly easier to defend against. But you'd like to think we've certainly got ability to, to, to make things happen in there because we have got great leapers in the calluses and the prings. But yeah, you know, it goes back to what I said earlier on. It's, it's our crossing um, just mm. isn't great. Although I did think Alex's dead ball was was better yesterday, to be fair. And and obviously with Calas's long throw as well. And I think a couple of the players have got that in their, in their locker, you know, with yeah. get, get closer in the box, there's uh, opportunities there. Um, yeah. 56. Uh, the thing that on, drives Greg. me mad is... is- taking short corners and I do comment on it regular because yeah. I think, you know when you've got an opportunity if you think about how City are conceding goals from corners and free kicks how easy it is to actually score um, or can be then then why do you turn that opportunity down and yeah. I think you know we talk a lot about City conceding from set players and we don't really talk about them being successful scoring from them you know they are the, the goals for nothing um, and any work done on the training ground is is, is well worth it, I think. Yeah, I yeah. agree. 56 minutes, a burst forward by Callas again, out wide to, to Vyman, who cannot pick out Martin in a goal-scoring position. It's another a- attacking opportunity wasted, Matt. 
Yeah, and there were three or four, and we again we, we opened up the space really, really well, and it was just that final ball, and it, and actually the final ball seemed to be the easiest ball out of the move, and we just couldn't find it, um, and it was just frustrating because again you just sort of thought you can't waste these opportunities where you could really have opened them up, and it and and it was kind of then opening them up to be in one v one or through onto the keeper. Um, you know, really, really good opportunities. And you you can tell the frustration because Andy Vyman's then literally jumping up and dang himself with frustration because he knows himself it was an easy pass. So yeah, it was a bit a bit of a theme. It's been a bit of a theme of our season, really. It's just that final pass. Yeah, it's that um that final bit of cutting edge. And and that yeah. one in particular, Gary, you know, Vyman gets himself into a, a great position attacking on the right hand side and just doesn't put it back to Martin, does he? It's a great move, and you know I, I love seeing Vyman make those runs from midfield. He's really difficult um, to mark third man runs. He gets in behind the fullback. He gets in behind the centre halves. You know he's a midfielder's nightmare because you, you just don't want to track him. Not many have the ability or the the engines to track him actually. But when you get in there, you know you need that killer instinct. I think uh, Chris Martin just pulled off back at the penalty spot, and you think just cut it back a little bit. And the pass was a little bit too square and, and uh, just allowed the, the pressing defender to nip in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A first change comes, Matt. Uh, it's great to see uh, Joe Williams coming on for a good half an hour um, for Callum O'Dowder. So, um, you know, sh- shifting the pack around a little bit there, but uh, it's just great to see Joe Williams on the pitch, isn't it? Yeah, and, and you know, we had a, a brief cameo against Luton. Um, I think some fans were calling for him to start yesterday, but, you know, Nigel Pearson's made it very clear he wants to manage him back. Um, there were a couple of moments once Joe came on, and, and I don't know if Gary knows any more, but um, one one moment, I think, after the goal, he's changing his shorts, and then you're thinking, oh, God, is this another bloody hamstring injury? But it wasn't. It was a short change. Then he seemed to... Uh, just got a bit nervous because he'd been on the pitch. <laughs> 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 Gary Lineker-esque, yeah. Change his pants. Um, yeah, but then there was another moment where it looked like he'd injured his hand or something and then he was putting gloves on, but you can see what he gives. I mean, he, I guess the worry is there were, there were a number of times where he, he kind of almost led down to make a sliding tackle and you think you open yourself up for those kind of knocks and, and strains, but on the ball and the way that he was um, winning the ball and coming out from three or four Preston players around him and he was the one that either won the free kick or brought the ball out. Um, again, you know, massive for the, the remainder of our season. Um, if he can remain fit and carry on like that, I think um, he's the one of those midfielders. He's the one who can ping the ball mm. um, and has, has got the shot as well on him. So, yeah, r- really good to see. I really like Jay Williams. and He's got that character as well with him that you want in a side. Gary, Matt's obviously saying there about him opening himself up for tackles and things like that. You can't, with a player like Joe Williams, injury or not injury history, you can't coach it out of them to be careful, can no. you? If, if you get injured in a tackle, it's a different injury, isn't it? You're going to pick up them, them injuries by the nature of the game. You just want to see him steer clear of sort of soft tissue injuries. Which but he's he, so committed into the tackle as well. Listen, he was brilliant. He was fantastic at looking when he came on for 20 minutes and, and I really... Enjoyed watching them play again yesterday. He, he looks really yeah. up for it. You know, he's had a terrible, terrible time. Um, 
you know, players that are around the club that that have long injuries and you, and you talk about them coming back and being like a new signing. He really can be like a new signing for City if they can keep him fit. Mm. I mean, the only thing was that that was the first change. Odoud are off to Silva, went to left wing back. Andres Feynman went to right wing back. And I just thought City just sort of come off the game for 10 or 15 minutes until Nigel Pearson rectified that and, and put Scott back at right wing back. Yeah, good call. Uh, it was so a strange one, really, Gary, wasn't it? Because of the way that Vyman was playing. And like you say, yeah. so much of what he does sets the, the tempo. And also Alex Scott has obviously been playing right wing back a large part of this season. So that felt a, a, an almost obvious choice. And when we saw Vyman go there, we were like, well, yeah. where, where's that come from? You know, really strange. I didn't, I didn't get that. And I mean, Vyman as well, not just because of his forward play, but he was really, really key, as I said, with his defensive work as well, you know, going and helping them two centre-forwards press against three centre-offs. Yeah. Yeah. 70th minute, it was a delicious ball forward from Joe Williams, about 40 yards. And it just sort of got caught up. It sort of hit Semenyo's back and he just couldn't get it down. But if he could just get it out of his feet there, he is through. And uh, yeah, it's just a great through ball. Um, 76 minute, Vyman puts Semenya away, who does well to get away on the left, gets into the box, and this is the one, this is the coming together with the defender. Now, this is yep. a, this is a, you've seen them given, you've seen, you've seen them not given. Um, Matt, your, your thoughts on how you saw that one, and then I'll come to you, Gary. At the time, I thought it was a pen. Um, having watched it back this morning, just on the, the little Sky app, I, I did genuinely think that Antoine's right leg kind of moves out um, and that's then the tangle um, but you know the, the defenders run alongside him Nigel Pearson's come out and said it I, I thought the referee was very very poor yesterday and he's what in the old school we used to call a homer because he seemed to give everything to Preston all the 50-50s we got very very little from him at all um, but I think I was very much um, or I feel like I'm in the minority with that one I think a lot of people think it was a pen um, and Stonewall as well. So, yeah. Gary, for you? I thought it was a pen. I, I think you, you see the top players sort of kicking defenders' legs very, very clever and falling over. And I'm not saying Anton's not that clever. I just don't see it in his game. I think he's all about yeah. getting defenders in a 1v1 situation like that. That's his game. And he drives past them and we see it time and time again. And, um, you know... I think if you, I've I've seen the clip, and if you if you track sort of his his foot pattern, I think his next step is actually going to try and take the ball with the outside of his foot, and I think mm. that's better for Preston. If it was at home, I think City would have got that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Have we yeah. had a penalty all season? I don't think we've had one, have we? Uh, yeah, we have. Yeah, Chrissy Martin scored at least okay. one, haven't he? Yeah. yeah, Coventry. Did we have a pen at Coventry? Don't know. We, I'm sure Chrissy Martin scored one. Tried to erase that game from the memory. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, yeah I'll, just on the penalty for me, uh, my first opinion was no penalty. And then you see it from a different angle and you think penalty. And then you see it from a different angle and it changes your mind again. So, you know, it wasn't clear cut for me, but, you know, it was one of those ones where you, you've seen them given more often than not. So unlucky not to get the penalty there. Um 80th minute, Pring is in the middle with a chance to shoot and doesn't, I've got written here. He he got himself into a good position and the ball was sort of on his left foot and you just think, right, have a swing. And he decides to sort of lay it out wide to, um, I think it was Vyman on the right. But uh, 
a bit of a frustrating one there, Matt, when we're always sort of shouting to shoot. Yeah, I, again, com- comes back to coaching and, and there's, you know, you've got to have that confidence. But but Cam does so many things right when he comes out with the ball and when he drives in, he, he's, he's very good at keeping control of the ball in the tackle and then coming through. And again, it's the last decision. The shot, the coming inside and, and taking a go on your swinger, you know, as Joe Bryan always used to do with his right, or playing it earlier. Um, that one for me, I mean, the crowd were absolutely, you know, screaming for him to shoot because it really opened up. And he's got he's got a shot on him. You know, you know that he's got a power in that left foot. So hopefully that's something that, again, will develop and will be coached and, and he will have the confidence to start to do that more. But I love the way that he brings the ball out. Um, he's, he's very, very good at that. Gary, players like Campering are on such a journey this season, aren't they, in terms of learning at at the highest level, really, in the championship. And it's only experiences like that and like what we'll come on to uh, towards the end of the game, it's only going to make them better players, isn't it? I think it's been absolutely brilliant, Campering. He's, he's got everything. He's so quick. He's quick as anyone I've seen. I think, I mean... As an attacking force, he can go on the outside. He's got great quality. He can deliver crosses. On this occasion, though, he's, he's driving towards the middle of the goal again. And he, I, I think he just has a, a touch that takes him onto his right foot. And he's just sort of not sure for a second. And he ends up, yeah, passing the ball wide. But, yeah, it's great to see him in them advanced positions. And, and you want him to be a, a bit more positive and, and let go of that left foot, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say, Patch, as well, I, I've been, not critical, but er, early in the season, we kept sort of saying how 60 minutes, Cam was having to come off because he was blowing in. Um, he, he looks like he could play two games now. His fitness levels are right up there now. Yeah. Um, so that, that just doesn't come even into the equation now. He, you know, he, he really can see games out. And again, that comes with experience and playing those games at that level. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Eighty um, first minute, it's two one to City. Masengo takes on his man um, with a little step over, feeds Semenyo perfectly, per- perfectly positioned and perfectly paced ball, uh, who shoots left footed into the near post, and it's two one. And uh, Gary, obviously, we've seen Semenyo hit the ball. I heard your little comment about you could hear the ball screaming, um, but he does hit it very hard, doesn't he? And and accurate oh. now. He smashes the ball. And, and I've said it before. I mean, last week, I said he almost snapped the post. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, right, right at the foot, end. Left foot. You know, he, he hits the ball so, so pure. And um, the goalkeeper dives. I don't know why the goalkeeper bothered diving. The, the ball had already hit the back of net before he even, you know, took one step to the side. But great goal. Brilliant to see Masengo getting involved again. He's, he's starting to... Um, get those assists that we've spoken about. He's getting up into the box as well. You know, he's, he's had more shots than I've seen in recent weeks. And um, we heard what the Preston fans said about him yesterday. I would echo that. Um, he made a mistake in the in the Cardiff game um, when Cardiff scored. His reaction was unbelievable. Shows great strength of character. Worked really hard in midweek. Him and Scott, you know, the, the overran Preston, the Preston midfield yeah. dodge. Uh, periods of the game yesterday and, and obviously Semenyo now is this this great threat that we have playing through the middle of the team and um, he's scoring goals another another great finish and the even better celebration which sort of reversed somersaults I don't know yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised if Nigel Pearson outlaws that, Matt, with all the injuries and possibilities of, of, of that one. But yeah, great finish, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think t- two things. I think Gary, the, the text to Gary isn't too far away about Hannah Masengo scoring. Um, so that, that won't be far away. But um, I don't know, and I'd, I'd be interested to know what you boys think. I don't know I can think of another player in any, at any level in the, in the current English Football League that can strike the ball as hard with both feet. Maybe Harry Kane. Harry Kane can hit it with his left, but I don't know if it's with that power. But I, I can't think of another player. And I was, we were trying to think about it last night from City players as well. And you had the likes of Walshy that could strike it with his left, but you know, couldn't with his right. Antoine can smash the ball with both feet. And exactly as Gary said, I mean, the keeper, he, it's in the back of the net before he even knows his left Semenya's foot. Um, it was brilliant. And again, I, I'm not, no, I am going to blow smoke up my own ass. I said about Antoine can play down the middle. I think he can be a total threat down there. And he is really, really starting to He was always it. a centre forward. When was he not a centre forward? Yeah, well, this is, this is the thing. I mean, so many people said, um, you know, when you listen to the forums and stuff, and I know, you know, his, his fans' views, but so many said, can't play him down the middle. He's a wide player and that's all he's going to be. Not for me. And I thought as soon as he got fit, um, he's now, I mean, he's the way that the, the performance against Aiden Flint was outstanding. But yesterday he was rolling, rolling the, the defender, running at pace. He could have, should have had, you know, one, two penalties. And then he scores a goal like that. Um, this kid is only going to get better. I think over the last sort of couple of years when he's been fit, he hasn't been played in that role until recently. No. And and it's almost like the final piece of the jigsaw of the the shooting element for me has been has been put into place, Gary. Yeah, I think it's always been there. You know, I've I've watched him I've seen him play when he's playing for SGS College, uh, when when Brian Tinian picked him up. And I think what he was when he came into the team was a young, inexperienced player that got in the team because he had the ability to play in one of them wide positions. City spent a period of time playing 4-3-3. That fitted the bill. We had family playing through the middle. Um, and I think over time, you know, Nigel Pearson has has recognised what, um, what his strengths are. And boy, oh boy, are they, are they utilising them at the moment. Yeah. Sorry, Matt, I thought you were going to say something else then and jumped in. No, I was just going to, I, I, I remember um, hearing from someone um, at the club that Lee Johnson said to him in one of the first games that he played, just just go on and make a nuisance of yourself. Got sent off, of didn't he? Not, yeah, and he, yeah, so he did that. But you kind of think, I'm not sure what coaching that is, but but Lee never really saw him playing down the middle or, or didn't give him that opportunity. Dean didn't. And then again, I know he was younger and, and more ex- inexperienced, but kudos to Nigel Pearson. Nigel Pearson has kind of recognised it and has given him it and, and he's not letting him down. I think he's he's a, just a constant threat and it worries me that, you know, thankfully we've got a day to go and if I'm Nigel Pearson, I'm saying to Richard Gould and Steve Lansdowne, keep your phones off because um, I don't want anybody coming in for him or for um, Alex Scott or Han Noah. Um, you know, we've, we've got to keep hold of them. You have, to re- you have to remember where he's come from. He's, you know, I don't think he went through anybody's academy system. No. So he won't have had that sort of coaching um, that you get at that level. You yeah. know, he's got, he's got the raw materials and he's getting better and better and better. And he will continue yeah. to improve as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 
Okay, eighty second minute now. So we've just gone two one up, and I don't I don't know whether this change was already planned before we scored, but there's there's two changes. Eighty second minute, Cundy on, Viner on, Jada Silva off, Alex Scott off. Did we need to go so defensive, Matt? Your thoughts on those substitutions um, and the, the the shift in formation at two one. So Alex Scott seemed to be cramped. Um, or a knock, so I think that was th- that was that decision with Viner. The Jada Silva one, um, we were still celebrating the goal um, as he's and, and he actually came off the pitch behind the goal. So you you assume that one was kind of sort of pre-planned. Maybe um, Nigel Pearson thought that getting Cam sort of moving forward a bit more and Cundy's height um, and and ability might sort of aid if Preston went a, a little bit more route one. I don't know, but um, it was a, a little bit of a shame that, that Alex uh, had to go off because I think that that did make a difference. Very difficult for Zach to come in at that time um, to the pace of the game and, and the concentration that's needed for it. So that's the one that I don't think he had much of a choice with. Um, the De Silva one, I'm not I'm not sure really why, you know, as I say, only, only really perhaps because of bringing Robbie Cundy on to give a little bit more strength from, from an aerial point of view. And it, great to see Robbie Cundy get on the pitch. First mm. time I've seen him, I've not seen him in any, any under-23s. And you can see by, again, some of the social media posts from the players, how pleased they were for him because of the the battle that he's gone through from an injury point of view. So he's another one that, that is like a new signing for us. First of all, um, Gary, obviously your thoughts on on Cundy. Uh, Tins came on and compared him to Aidan Flint. Uh, what have you seen of, of Cundy and do you think he's either in that mould or can get to that level? I've known Robbie Cundy for a number of years. I watched him play at um, Oxford City and um, Bath City. Aggressive. I watched him play for the under-23s at QPR a couple of weeks ago. He scored a great header, like the centre-forward. He's aggressive in the air and he's a bit of a throwback, I think, to one of those old-fashioned centre-halves. Um, he's obviously been out on loan he's picked up some much needed and, and valued experience and I think he's someone that can can stay in around the squad and be an asset for the rest of the season um, I didn't actually think that the fact that Robbie Cundy and, and Viner come on was there was anything wrong in, in those calls at the time Archer had gone off Chad Evans had come on he's a, he's a different threat of course um, you know, can argue as long as we want about the irony of, of, of then that releasing camp to, to play left back, but I, I just think that's one of those things. And um, City 2 1 up away from home, you know, nothing wrong with trying to close a game out. I just wonder if it was if there was a chance that we could put Benarus on for Scott, and not that that's exactly like for like, but they're both a bit more attack minded. Well, that's that's the the conundrum, isn't it? You, you're away from home. There's eight minutes left. Stick or twist, um, and we can all have thoughts at the end of the game. We should have done this. We should have done that. But that's why managers are paid what they're paid because they've, they've got to make the calls at, at certain times in the game. Absolutely, absolutely, Matt. And and I think fans have been saying that it's a position that Zach, you know, could play. And if we wanted Alex Scott to be in that midfield or you know the, the 10 role then maybe Zach can come in and play that right wing back role so I think it was the right choice with with Alex Scott's injury yeah I would I would have gone Zach for it 
Cool. Okay. 87th minute, at least two marauding runs in the past five minutes for for Joe Williams. And for me, we're going to obviously do a, a, another comparison here. Um, I haven't seen anything like like Joe Williams at Bristol City and since sort of Marvin Elliott, Matt. What's your thoughts on that comparison? Yeah, I was going Gary Harris. I've got to be honest, I thought you were set perfectly for that. <laughs> but all right, we'll, <laughs> we'll say Marv because that was probably after Gary. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's I mean, why I, I said that's why I said Marvin. Yeah, and not yeah, Gary. Good, 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 good point. I just thought you, I thought you'd set yourself up, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's like I said, there were there were times where he had three or four Preston players around him, and yet still came out of the ball. Um, and you can see the quality he's got on the ball, but it's his fight and his his real. Um, and I mean this in the nicest way, but Scouser kind of, nah, that's mine. I'm coming out with that. Um, yeah, I lo- love him. Absolutely love him. I just hope that, I don't know what Joe's got left on a, on his contract. I don't know if he's got another year after this year, but, um, you know, I, I hope they're in discussions with him um, and, and getting him signed up because, um, yeah, he's, he's quality, absolute quality. Yeah, and obviously fitness is a, is a big question mark over this one, Gary, but, what do you think about that comparison to, to Marvin Elliott? Well, uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. I've, you have to say, Marv, as I recall, had a very, very good record of, of scoring goals. Um, are we going to see that from Joe Williams? He, he looks sort of complete midfielder to me. It was great to see him riding through those challenges, driving up the pitch, playing with real determination and enthusiasm and, and he's just desperate to be out there you know um, watching him come on as sub they're obviously taking a lot more care and about his, his welfare I mean I was it, it seems obvious when he come back and he'd been out all those months and he started the game and then he started the next game two games in three days and you're thinking what you know what is happening here it, it, it did seem a bit of a gamble and obviously it backfired. So hopefully he can, he can stay fit and um, you know what an asset he could be. Yeah. 88th minute. Masengo's in the box. He's taken down. It falls to Martin who has the opportunity to shoot. And you, after you seeing that goal a few weeks ago, where he bent that one carefully into the far post um, with his right foot, you expect something a little bit better, but this is the 88th minute, Matt. Yeah, and he was just leaning back a little bit. It, it was, yeah, just just poor execution, but the, the right thing to try. Um, but another example of Han Noah sort of driving forward. Um, and I, yeah, I, I, that goal's going to come, I'm sure of it. Any thoughts on uh, the Masengo being taken down? Any penalty shake there? Um, I've not seen it back. So it, 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 at the time we were all screaming for a free kick, but I've not seen it back to see, to be fair. Gary, any thoughts? Not really. I, I wasn't sure it was in or outside the box. The ball did break to Chris Martin. We were sort of on the angle behind him and you just seen him trying to get in that position to open his shoulder to try and bend it. We just didn't have the execution. Yeah. Okay, into the 94th minute now and uh, the moment comes. So Pring bursts forward. It's a great break. Uh, he has three options, probably. One is to run into the corner. One is to put um, Semenyo away, or the other is to have a shot. And unfortunately, just just makes the decision too late, and he gets tackled. Um, he get the the ball goes, the ball goes straight back up the other end, and it's a great cross in and a superb volley, and it's two two. It, uh, Matt, I'll go to you. Come to you first on this. Um, 
obviously, as we've said throughout this podcast, and we've spoken to Pring on the podcast, and he has had a breakthrough season, and he will be better for making that error, if you like, in in the future. Yeah. Um, I mean, for, firstly, Nigel Pearson, after the game, um, has said it was a foul on Campering. He's adamant about that. Um, I thought from first view in a game, the defender did get his toe to the ball, albeit it's then through Cam and he does take Cam down. So there's that argument now in the modern game, you know, it's your follow through as well. But yeah, he, he just delayed the decision. Um, I'll be honest to say, I was screaming as he's running forward to take it in the corner. Um, you know, I think it's one of the things that you tell kids late in games, you know, to, to look to do it. Um, but I also understand, I don't know what the opposite of a, a red mist is, a, a green mist or whatever, but he was going for the win. You know, he could see that there was an opportunity there. In credit to the credit to the defender, he did get back and make that challenge. Um, and then it has to travel an awful long way. Um, and it's very easy, obviously, to point at that as being such a costly mistake. But you've also got to say Andy Vyman had done that two minutes before um, with Chrissy Martin. There was the Andy Vyman miss. So I, I liked the fact that Nigel Pearson didn't come out and really, you know, have a pop at campering. Cam was absolutely distraught at the end of the game. He put his shirt over his head. He's come out again on social media and sort of said about, you know, he knows it was his mistake. Um, and he will learn. And it's, it's like I said earlier, that's the one thing with Cam at the moment that he brings it out lovely and it's just making sure that he, he makes that right pass at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. Gary, um, Cam's 24 now, but still inexperienced at championship level. Um, and it was so late, but, you know. Oh, Matt, I think we lost you then for 20 seconds. But oh, did you? That's right. Oh, right. That's right. It's fine. I thought I thought you'd finished making your point, so I moved on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gary, your your thoughts on uh, we've spoken about just before Andy Vyman with, with that. Yeah, two. I mean, that was different. That was two v two. Could have released Chris Martin. That attack broke down, and you're talking about two experienced players there. But oh god, it was gut wrenching. You know, you're watching Cam again drive through the middle of the pitch and it's 2v1 you know if, if, if you're coaching that to a young kid you'd be saying drive commit pass drive at the defender just try and commit him and then for me he lays Semenu in Semenu's 1v1 with the keeper I think it was the right decision to head towards goal because I think clearly he should be able to execute that last pass um, yeah I, I understand fans sort of you know get the signs like Forrest Gump and get the arrows pointing towards <laughs> the flag and run in the corner and keep it there. But he just he just got it wrong. He just, oh, for the split second, he overran the ball. I think the defender was on his feet. I was surprised to hear Nigel Pearson come out the end and, and call foul. I didn't see it as a foul at the time. And then Preston just exploit that space, that Cam Prince vacated, right wing position, Good crossing, all fairness, and and you know as good a volley as you're going to see all season. And it was just heartbreaking to see all the city players sort of you know fall to the ground, devastated because they knew that they dropped two points. But yeah, calm, difficult. Um, it's a cruel game sometimes. I'm sure faced with that situation again, he'll have something much more clear in he, in his head and in his mind. 
But um, yeah, just one of those things. You, you you should be winning the game. I think three one, and then you thirty seconds later it's two two. Matt, on the on the plus side again of of Cam make making this this judgment, if you like, in this particular game, it's a mid it's a mid table clash. It's still a point. It's not like we are on the edge of the playoffs. So if you're going to make that make that error of judgment, if you like. Today was a good, or yesterday was a good day to do it and to learn from it going into a bigger game. Yeah, he will. He will. Does that, does that make it any um, easier for you? <laughs> no, no, because it's the last, <laughs> the last knockings of the game. Um, but like I said, you know, I, I, I look at the positives of Cam Pring's performance. That is arguably the only thing where he didn't do it right. Um, everything else he did during the game was was really good, um, and he will learn from it. And and. You know that 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 mistake, yes, costs us that opportunity. But you know the, the game's a different game. As I say, if Andy Vyman scores, what is a simple chance in the first half? If the pass in the second half, the the bit for me with the goal, and I, and I've watched it back, and I'm I'm trying not to 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 criticise Max because it was a really good goal. But if you look at Max's footwork and then his dive, he's quite low with it, and I don't know if he loses his footing at all. Um, but he doesn't sort of get across to it. So again, you know, I don't know. I don't know that Dan Bentley saves it because it was such a good finish. And and that's the thing you've got to look at it as well. It's a bloody worldy finish from the striker. He's probably never hit one like that in training, let alone in a game. Um, but it's just the fact, if that's five minutes before, you don't feel as gutted as you do, because I don't, I think the referee literally blows kickoff and then blows the whistle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Matt, the the the, the finish, Max couldn't have expected that, and it was right in the corner. I I can't see, you know, yeah, what how I just it. looked at his foot, his foot footwork, and his his feet didn't seem to move that quickly. Um, and as I say, it was quite a low dive, but you know, yeah, I'm, everyone was I'm a bit stunned. A fat fifty year old, I, I'd have still been. Well, still you must have been some goalkeeper, goal. you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, guy. Yeah. Next charity game, matching goal. Right. Um, let's go through no the ratings. Not with let's, these go, let's go through the ratings then, Matt, and we'll start yeah. with Max, obviously. Yeah, I, I'll go six. Um, I thought there were a couple of moments where he did come for crosses, where I was critical of him at Luton. Um, he got fouled a couple of times, and the ref did 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 give the free kicks. Um, he, he did make that good save, but obviously it led to the goal. So um, we'll go. We'll go six for Max. Okay, Gary. If you think any of these are wider than Mark, just uh, raise no, your I'll, hand. I'll jump agree in. with that. I think that's a, that's yeah. a fair comment. Six. Callas. Callas. I thought it was an excellent performance. I thought. I thought even though we've conceded two again, um, I actually thought. I mean, the first half they didn't get a sniff. You're away from home, so you expect a team to, to get opportunities. But again, Max didn't have many saves to make. Um, and the way that Thomas brought the ball out, um, that one attacking cross in particular, I thought, again, it was a really good performance from, from Callas. So I've gone eight. Callas has become so consistent in the in the last sort of six or seven games in particular, Matt, hasn't he? I think he's been eight pretty much the last four games. Yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah, closer. Um, closer. Yeah, I've gone eight for him. Um, actually, close 
excuse the pun, to, to man of the match because of it being his first game, um, his first competitive game in quite a while. But I, I, I liked so much of what he did off the ball. And then when he was on the ball, as I said, he, he played a couple of nice long-range passes down the line with his left foot, played one in particular in the second half with his right foot into the, to, to Vyman in the middle of the pitch. Um, but it was his, his leadership and his talking that particularly impressed me. So, yeah, I've gone eight for him. Campering? Um, Cam, um, it, it's, it's probably an eight if you take out that last minute. And I don't know whether I then knock that back to a seven. That feels harsh because it was a really, really good performance from him again. Um, and, you know, we've talked about it before, Patch, where we've gone, well, yeah, but you've, you've conceded two goals, three goals, and yet you're saying your defenders are eight. But... I did think it was a really, really good performance from him and it was just those last moments. So if I'm being harsh, it's a seven. Um, if I feel generous, it's an eight. So I'll, I'll let you two decide on it. Uh, Gary, your thoughts? I, I think it's hard because I've got it down as, as just about the best performance of the season. So the score should be high anyway because it was a terrific team performance. Um, so I can't say that I disagree yeah. much about what you've said so far. And... Cam's in the in the spotlight, isn't he? Because of because of the last minute of the game. But I, I thought, you know, minute for minute up until that point, he was excellent again. Mm. Matt, I think we'll go with eight if that's all right. Yeah. Okay, Jay Silver. Good for me. Yeah. Um, Jay, it's a difficult one for Jay because he's he's actually playing obviously out of position, but there were moments in the first half in particular where actually cutting in on his, his left foot and putting a cross. And he did put one really good cross in. Um, but his feet, to sort of get him out of danger, they they still targeted his height. Um, noticeably, the keeper was looking to play Greg Cunningham on him yeah. um, to win the ball. And, and actually, Jay did quite well. So I've gone seven for Jay. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I think that's a feature. You've seen it last season. Uh, All right. See it in the future. Whenever Jay is in the team, he yeah. will get targeted on the far post, or obviously from from goal kicks and set plays. Yeah, uh, Callum. Yeah, I think we got a bit of a delay. Uh, it's got to be. <sighs> Have you? Sorry, um, it's got to be a, a. It's got. Well, I went. I went four, and I'm thinking because oh, it was on, a good Matt. performance from a team perspective, but. That that might be really. Where'd you yeah, get? I know. From? I know that might be really harsh, which is what I'm saying. So it's a five. It's not more. It's not more than a five. But but Gary didn't do enough when he got the ball, um, either from a crossing point of view or whatever. But as I'm saying, I think that's probably slightly harsh. I've gone five. He, he's not a six. He didn't do what I would expect a player of his ability to do. So I've gone five for it. But well, I wouldn't say it was his best game. I've seen him play better. I've seen. I've seen him. That? be more effective I mean the thing for me was they both played so high in the first half you know City almost did play three at the back and um, because we're up against sort of their wing backs as well it, it was really hard to get the ball to them and get them in the game so uh, yeah a couple of occasions he got in particularly in the first half 1v1 you want to see him do better there possibly go on the outside and, and once again in the second half when he got behind the press and defence, you know, you want to see that end in a goal, really. So, 
Uh, definitely not a four or a five from me. Um, I'll go six and a half. <laughs> I'm, I'm buying into the the team performance. You know the improvement in the team because they are a team, and um, everybody took part yesterday. Yeah, uh, Matt. I think I think I'm I'm a five as well. So on the on the averages, it's, it's a five. And sorry, Gary. It's all right. <laughs> you two are really harsh. <laughs> I, I don't know if you, even if Matt's still there, but if you are, Matt, <laughs> he's, gone. he's gone now. He's gone in the fall. Masengo. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. On to Masengo. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I get again. Yeah, again. Um, I know. I know. I make it very clear what I think about Han Noah but I just thought it was top drawer. Um, and then I read the Preston fans' comments. So I've got nine for Han Noah. Um, there was an assist, but I thought he, he, he won absolutely everything and then was on the front foot. Um, and it's a, it's a delight watching him and Alex Scott in midfield. Um, but I thought, yeah, it, it was a nine for me. I thought it was a clear man and a match performance. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I give him nine as well, and and backed up by the fact that I think he's playing out with skin at the moment. It's not just a one-off performance. Seeing him playing with real consistency week in, week out. And Matt, we've only got yeah. we've only got twenty four hours to go until the end of the uh, yeah. to the end of the January transfer window. So um, so hopefully we can we can survive until the end of tomorrow as well with with Han and Masengo. Um, well, is he a player that you see moving in England or is he a player that you see moving back into Europe? Yeah. I think more likely it's a, it's back into Europe. Do you, what do you think? Uh, that's that's my gut feeling. I, I, you know, you've got to be fair to him. He obviously comes from France. You'd think at some point he, he's going to head back in that direction. Um, maybe France, maybe the Bundesliga, that type of player. And it will be interesting when the time comes to see um, what City recoup for them. And I hope that day is a long way away, by the way. Yeah, and, and I'm kind of hoping that if uh, you know we survive tomorrow and he's still yeah. here, that, that a new deal is on the table. So looking, looking forward to seeing that happen as well. Um, Matt, Alex Scott. What I will say... Yeah, what I will say, Patch, is we saw Han Noah's family at the Fulham game and a friend of mine said to his dad, we love him, we want him to stay. And he said he's going nowhere. So hopefully that proves to be the case. Glad to hear it. Alex Scott. Have I lost you? No, no, you're still there. Alex yeah. Scott. Uh, sorry, there's a delay, obviously. I don't know why, because I'm um, travelling. Yeah, Alex Scott had gone eight. I thought it was a, another really, really good performance. Um, had Han Noah not been as good as he was, then then Alex would certainly have been in the uh, the talkings of man of the match. But I thought it was an, another really good quality, ex, you know, actually experienced beyond his years performance from Alex Scott. Those two, as Gary said, absolutely bossed the midfield. Uh, so, yeah, eight. Okay. Um, Matt, just give us uh, Vyman Martin Semenyo on the banks, um, and then we'll we'll give our thoughts if we've got any differences. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to go Vyman seven, Semenyo eight, Martin seven. Okay. Any uh, any ch any advance on that, Gary? I think I'd give Vyman eight. 
you know, work with the ball. Obviously, a bad miss, but I, th- I think he's been excellent. I think um, he's been an excellent captain. He's an excellent professional. And I think he's another one that's really shown consistency and, and, and is key to the way that they're playing at the moment. Mm. Uh, Chris Martin, I'd give... Um, I'd say give him an eight because I think he is working his socks off. It's not something that you would always associate with him. And I'm not being cruel to him. He's just putting in that extra amount of effort at the minute. And he's scored some really good goals. And again, Antoine, eight. I think those three have contributed to some excellent attacking performances in recent weeks. Okay, brilliant. Matt, um, and finally, Nigel Pearson. Or not? For me, best performance of the season. Um, quality football. I think he got a lot of the decisions right. So it's an eight. Okay. Right. I'm just working out the average is 7.54. So uh, a good, a solid away performance. And we, you could have said. It's better you than solid. It was a winning performance. But definitely a winning performance. Draw. Absolutely. Cool. Okay. Well, as Matt's uh, sort of here, there and everywhere with his signal, I'm just going to come on to some tweets. We had quite a lot of, yeah. of tweets. Yeah, yesterday. it was. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we had quite a lot of, of tweets yesterday. I'm just going to roll through a few. Um, Chris, Cam was naive, but he's been excellent this season. I hope City fans get behind him and his confidence isn't affected. There's so much to be positive about. Looked far more assured at the back. Closer made a difference for the first first time this season. I'm confident we'll be safe. Uh, Nigel Smith, we have improved greatly. We have a hardworking team who are playing some beautiful football. Let's hope we get some better luck soon. The quality of the officials is woeful and needs addressing, but lots to be positive about. Steve-O, uh, OMG, probably my favourite game of the season. We've got some exceptional talent coming through. Masengo, Scott, Pring and Semenyo all on fire. And how good was closer? Him and Callas looking like a great partnership. Pete Flower, the main thing that strikes me is that for the first time in a few years, we're looking exciting to watch. That's what I started with that. Yes, uh, there's teething problems, but you can see the overall plan that the club and, and we're progressing forwards. Shane O'Connor looking dangerous going forward again and have done for the last eight games since the whole game. Not sure what's gone on with Bentley, but for me, he should come back into the side. I think we missed that leadership at the back from him and organisation. Callas very good again today and closer was tidy. Um, Ian Gay, good points were a point, a first half display, Hanno, Masengo and Scott, the closer debut, Williams sub-appearance, but we must stop conceding two goals, two goals per game and stop giving the ball away, plus start managing games in the last 10 minutes. Um, Clifton Reds overall feeling positive. Performances are important, uh, more important than results for us at this point of the season and the performances are looking much, much better. Really promising young core of players in this team. Uh, I'll, I'll just read out one more. Um, it's from Ellie. Uh, so many positives and so many of our youngsters shining through this season. It's just such a shame the negatives outweigh the good with our incapability of being able to hold on for 90 plus minutes of injury time. Sickening once again. Thank you to everyone who's tweeted. There are quite a few, so I've only had to be able to pick out a few. Uh, but Gary, overall, positive sentiment there. 
Oh, definitely. I mean, anybody that went to the game would have been impressed. I certainly was. Um, I thought they played well on Tuesday, well in the second half last week against Cardiff. Some really, really promising signs and I, and I hope they can keep it going. Obviously, they're in a difficult period at the moment, three away games on the spin. Um, and it would be nice if they could have got that win yesterday just to sort of, you know, keep the points ticking over on the board. I don't think they're in any danger. And um, I, I think it's a team that's going to improve towards the end of the season and, you know, have a positive outlook and I'm sure it can improve the, the position in the league as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I think we're going to leave it there. I don't know if Matt's got a signal and can talk, but um, we, we'll we be back again uh, for Blackpool away. It's a third away game on the bounce. Are you off to Blackpool, Pleasure Beach, Gary? I am off can to you hear Blackpool, me Pleasure Beach. I cannot wait. It's been a long time <laughs> since I've been there. Watch out the donkeys. Here I come. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. And just a, a, a note on Josh as well. He's been travelling with the team the last few games, which is great to see. Yeah, he's just in the squad. <laughs> he's laughing at that. <laughs> and he's in the squad yesterday, so yeah. he's getting closer. And um, fingers crossed for him, yeah. Excellent. Brilliant. All right, Matt. Well, it's quite funny that you're on like a 10-minute delay now, so we're going to leave it there. Um, but thank you to everyone for listening. Do follow us on Twitter at 3PIA. I'll say goodbye now, Patch. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Um, and uh, big thanks to Gary as well for joining us today. And as I said, we'll be back, um, I think, Monday next week. Not be able to do it on the Sunday, so it's going to be a slightly delayed podcast. But um, for now, thanks, everyone, for listening. Take care. Cheers, Gary. Thanks, lads. Bye-bye. Feeling of home, warm smiles, crash and burn.